Another new comic book day, another new release. Another new release, another visit to Wally's wild world of words and whimsy. Your squeaking sneakers dampen the wooden floors as you enter. A long rug has been rolled out and taped to the floor for people to dry their feet as they walk the straightaway into the store. Wally is uncreating a collection of Momentum Comics Volume 1 omnibuses onto their own special little display shelf. Well, welcome back. I told you to keep an eye on the weather, huh? I hear it's going to be sunny soon. Can't wait for that. Your umbrella placed into a plastic container and set in the corner, you pace your way towards the wall of new comics. Some good stuff this week, Wally assures you. Your eyes catch sight of your target immediately. So you pluck off the shelf a copy of Rider Unlimited, number four. On the cover, you see Rider. She is fully armored up, bathed in vibrant, flat colors. The page, as with her armor, is sectioned off into bright blocks of orange and gold, separated and splattered by sharp, shadowed angles of black that are speckled with red and green. Ryder sits in the corner of a boxing ring. She looks tired. To her left, a young black girl with some vitiligo on the side of her face holds out a water bottle under Ryder's helmet while staring out towards the reader with a determined look. To Ryder's right, a panda woman is dancing. This is Ryder Unlimited Number 4. Someone like me. And so, you turn the page, and you find... Turn the page from the cover and fade in on Rider Unlimited, number four. We find ourselves in what seems to be a like large hangar bay uh, as we slowly you know, focus in uh, on two individuals. One dressed in uh, like an all-red outfit and the other dressed in an all-blue outfit. Uh, Victoria Nichols. Present and ready. 
two months ago, you were randomly zapped into the middle of a strange building at some kind of a quarry, uh, and were approached by a robot and a head that uh, floats in a in a tube and looks very much like a young Nicolas Cage. Still not uh, over the Nicolas Cage thing. Still, <laughs> don't think I ever will be. They approached you and your group of friends about becoming a a team of superheroes that were going to assist in fighting back against some kind of cosmic space threat in the form of what you've come to know now as a a witch that makes use of the trans force a strange energy uh, who went but who goes by the name Lita right now after two months of, you know, getting used to your new status quo, you're currently in the hangar bay. As you are now standing across from Deacon Shu, a Chinese uh, individual, you know, dude, he, they, shortcut hair that's, you know, cut in a way that I can dare only describe as, yeah, it looks like he's from the, it looks like he's from the late 80s, and is wearing, you know, the blue spandex outfit that uh spandex adjacent armor outfit that uh is the outfit of you and your team the wielders of light they've got their you know helmet tucked underneath their arm uh and he's kind of staring off towards one of your core palisades uh in this case specifically uh, he's looking off towards um you know his core palisade a helicopter shaped eagle thing is the best way i can describe the sort of rough uh, design of it and they turn back to you and he says i just don't i don't get it what's it not to get deep that like you know squats down as though he's kind of you know inspecting it i mean i mean gordon keeps saying that that they're gonna connect with us you know like each of us are supposed to use this thing and that there would that it's going to like meaningfully attach itself to us or you know be i don't know spiritually connected or something i don't know i don't get it it's like it's not happening to me every time i every time i try to any kind of you know stands back up and kind of like just you know kicks a panel on the blue mech that's ahead of him uh and it's just like every time that i every time that i get in the hurricane eagle it just like it 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 it's it barely pilots it it barely does anything it i like like it doesn't like it doesn't want me in there how am i supposed to how am i supposed to spiritually connect with it if like i can't even make it work and i think uh you know she nods like you know just mostly to indicate she's listening and like and she said and i think she sort of thinks like and she sort of just strokes her chin it's like yeah that is a problem isn't it and just sort of like just like walking over to, just kind of Walking with purpose, but we don't see where. She's like, "Tell me, tell me, D. Have you ever gone eighty in a in a back road? Speed limit sixty five, but nothing's out there for miles." And they kind of turn, look into you, and shake their head. No, I've never, I've never been in a car with you or Sparks. You should change that. <laughs> I shouldn't. You should. I like. I I really like living. I like eating uh, breakfast that mom makes in the morning. I'd really love to, I'd really love to not lose my taste like my sense of taste. As you know, she shakes her head like she shakes her head like you are a coward, but continues on anyway. When you drive at a uh, eighty miles an hour, roof down, you feel it, you know? 
You feel like you're just you feel like you're part of the cosmos for a moment. And just places her hand on a red panel. And you learn something. You learn to put your trust in something. I think she turns maybe you shouldn't think of the Hurricane Eagle as a as just a vehicle, but something you put your trust in. Like me with the rushing Leo. And he kinda turns staring at it is like I feel like that's easy for you to say. I mean you're you're driving around in a lion race car. That's just a car. You know? Points. This is a fucking this is a helicopter, you know? I I've I'm I don't I don't I don't I don't exactly drive helicopters day to day, you know? How am I supposed to put my trust into something that I, I, I don't really get? And then she walks over and like places a hand on 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 his on his shoulder. You trusted me when I said we're the only ones who could fight a space a space witch, right? <sighs> I mean, I guess, yeah. I lis- I did listen to you and Penny, yeah. So. Try this one for me. Snaps fingers, does like a quick figure guns backing up, and you know, fix his helmet back on. How about the next time you're in the hurricane? Don't think about it like trying to trust something you don't know. Think of it like you're trusting me. Except in, in except instead of your girl Vicky, paps paps the blue panel. It's it's the hurricane. Try it. Inhales deeply, exhales deeply, looks up to you, makes, you know, eye contact, stands up, starts to, you know, all of the outfits that y'all wear have this, have this, like, long, sort of, like, flowing double scarf, and he starts doing what he always does whenever he's thinking that he's gonna have to pilot this thing, uh, which is that he starts kind of wrapping it up around his neck to turn it into, like, you know, an actual, like, this is a scarf meant for the winter almost look, uh, Every, you know, something that he, every time that he that you ask why, he always says that it's like, because I don't want this thing to get caught in the fucking propellers. And he, you know, stands up, looks kind of confident. They lift up the helmet and stare at you for a moment and then just go, I, I don't trust you or Sparks behind the wheel of a car, so I don't actually know if this is a metaphor that you're going for here is going to work. I think she, I think she laughs at the guy that's you know, like a friend just smacks the smacks their back, like watch your, as if like go on, out of encouragement, half smack, half push forward. <sighs> Starts wandering forward. Fine, fine, fine. I'll get, I'll I'll go on another test drive, but this doesn't work. If the, if if I can't get this if I can't get this thing working today, I swear to God, it starts climbing in. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna build my own. And when it works, you're buying me. You're buying everybody the milkshakes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see who's buying who what at the surface on. And then he climbs in and shuts the door behind them. And and you know, she steps back and like you know and gets ready to like help guide guide them out the out the like front, out of the hangar bay. And uh, the hurricane eagle, uh, you know, take starts to hover and you help uh, Deacon find the way out and you know they start taking it uh, uh, like they start taking it around the quarry you know just trying to figure out how to make it fly uh, and as you're doing this you know the blocky little robot Gamma 5 comes wandering up to you uh, and and looks out at uh, 
you know, Deacon flying as Deacon is pulling off some, you know, trying to, you know, keep kind of low to the ground and pull off some, you know, low flying moves. Uh, and, uh, you know, the hangar bay doors being open as they are. There's a lot of dust kicking back in, and Gamma stares at it and looks to you and just says, Oi, 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 Miss Nichols. Oh, look at all this dust. And, uh, and she responds, ah, don't worry, I'm, sh- I'm sure we can get, I'm sure Gordon can get a vacuum later. Oi, oi, oi. And they start, and, and he starts kind of, you know, waddling away, uh, in moderate despair of how dirty it is now. And, uh, I'm, and sh- I think I'm just, wa- I think I'm just watching D, you know, because I am trying to help, help them get to the bottom of this, because... I know how important it is. They're having the most trouble connecting, and I feel like they don't want to say anything, but I feel like it's almost kind of making them jealous of the the rest of us. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, help pull them in a bit, a little more. I not. And uh, it's this, like, shot of you, uh, you know, helmet in, helmet in hand, uh, watching as the... Uh, Hurricane Eagle comes flying past again uh, that we sort of like cut like there's a cloud of dust and then we uh, cut to a new panel uh, as we see Serenade Winters Absolute Zero wandering through uh, the halls of her you know main facility and as she's wandering along a, a hand reaches out and you know touches her shoulder and she turns looking at this uh individual with this like like long uh sort of brown uh slightly dyed blonde hair uh, and this the person just says let me go after her i can bring her back and serenade reaches up takes the hand removes it from her shoulder gently and just says i need you here we don't need to go for anything drastic right now it's only been it's only been two weeks, and we know where she's going. So settle down, and then turns and keeps walking away as this individual just continues staring as we follow Serenade, and she wanders into Professor Y's laboratory, and she or uh, she wanders in, and then you know says, "What is it that you found? You seemed you seem to make it clear that this was very important, and." Professor Y turns and gestures to a little screen that seems to be showing these weird little, like, spikes of some kind of, like, weird colored readings. And she says, we know where she, we've been able to track where she's going. We know where she's off to right now. And Serenade comes wandering over and is like, where? And Professor Y says, Canistota. And Serenade leans in a little closer inspecting this stuff for a moment and asks and what is that gesturing to something that she's seeing on the screen and professor Y just says that's what we don't know we know what's in canastota but we don't know what that is strange new readings that i picked up and felt that it was important and i make sure you're aware of them and serenade shakes her head and stands back up and is like hmm this could be useful this could be something that we'd want to know about a useful test at the very minimum and she kind of breathes seems to 
you know, be pondering something for a moment. And Professor Y stares at her and is like, what should we do? And eventually, after another long silence, Serenade just says, send one for reconnaissance. Tell them not to bring her home yet. See how this shakes out in Canistota. Don't get involved unless it's an emergency. And she turns and starts leaving again as Professor Y immediately like pushes her chair over and it wheels over to a desk as she quickly starts uh, you know, assembling something to send out in your direction as we now find ourselves uh, high above New York State uh, <laughs> Harmony you are going to puke because as you see it's not necessarily being in the air that's wigging me out, it's being As far as I can remember, I was picked up by my arm, and I'm being waved around, and I'm flailing around like a flag that's really doing numbers on me. (laughs) Nodding. Uh, And you are traveling from Blackstar across, just going straight on like a fucking bullet, you know? The, the only the only notable thing that like anybody might be able to see is what's is you know that streak of orange that is star kid as he is fucking dragging you and then just and like you've been going for probably something like you know a good 10 minutes or so maybe and then, like, for you, just as fast as, as it started, you zooming as fast as you could and, and, and going at the speed that you are, you just abruptly, like, stop. And you're, like, just floating in air. Is the noise that comes as my in- as I feel my insides also abruptly come to a stop. As uh, as uh, she's like, is, is it over? Am I dead? Am I that lucky? <laughs> You're not dead yet. Don't worry about anything, sweetie. And, you know, he looks around, kind of pulls you up to, like, hold you uh, so that you're not just dangling like you were for the last leg of the journey. Uh, as I, uh, you know, I I raise his hand to adjust field of view, be like, and just taps the side of head, like, right. Because that's just what I'm used to doing at this rate. And it's at this point, by the way, that I want to I wanna mention and note that you are, you know... You're being held, you know, practically hip to hip by Star Kid right now, and now I think you finally get to really notice and like feel the fact that, hmm, yeah, no, wait a second, this lad is just entirely like weird orange, you know, bright neon orange colored fire that flares off into electricity at the end. It's like very not warm at all, you know. I don't know how else to describe it other than like she kind of thinks. Do I point this out, or is this going to get turned on me if I do? Or is it just rude? <laughs> Not. And he uh, gestures while you're having that thought. It's just like, welcome to Canistota. I think what she responds is like, Canistota, it's a uh, squints. I guess it's about, I don't, I'm, I guess I didn't really have any expectations, but uh, a lot of, uh, and this is where I'll ask the big question. Is there anything that would like immediately catch my eye that I should have her comment on? 
That is one very large building that is this this whole town. Alright, like you look at this place and it's like, man, this whole town seems to just be like a bunch of really small houses and like, you know, not many big like buildings in general here. And then there's just this like one noticeably like bigger kind of more massive building that's not like very tall but it's very like oh man that's a sizable building that's like just in the middle of its own like lawn like it has its own land uneventful than i expected yeah welcome to canistota it is population not as many as you would think that it is and the most notable landmark is one as uh i think if are we being lowered to the ground? Slowly. Yeah, I think she's just sort of bracing herself to, like, just get on her feet. And I think she responds, well, I mean, uneventful for notable amounts of energy over this way. Let me put it like that. Hey, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about what uh, Smith was showing you or what uh, it was that he was picking up. I don't got any ideas, you know. The un- unsuspecting things and even more unsuspecting packages, you know. Hmm, I suppose that's fair. Real, like, cowboy type shit. As, uh, you know, continues walking, and I think just sort of just arbitrarily walking in a direction, just because I need to be moving with some kind of purpose. And, you know, after he's landed, he, you know, kind of, like, fizzles slightly and returns to, you know, the, you know, noticeably Hispanic and very much, like, mm, that's a lot of orange on you uh, look that he has in his civvies, and comes wandering after you uh, and is like so where are you going i'm just uh, for now i'm just picking a direction i she says pulling out like a notepad and just sort of like taps around i notice that when it comes to finding out these things i usually have to go but unless the unless thing one and two happen then i just kind of have to start moving and because they will happen eventually well he shrugs i i couldn't tell you where to even start looking in this town uh one spot that I guess could be something for you is the, you know, there's only one thing in this in this town that any that anyone knows anything for, uh, and it's all and it's on the edge of town. So at least if you start looking there, you can you know, circle and go inward, and that'd be the, that'd be the boxing hall of fame, international boxing hall of fame by the way. Wow. They're very uh, they're very particular about that out here. I mean, everyone's got to have pride in something, as uh, you know, if she flips through notepad. So, yeah, up until Monster comes out and explains what it is, or B, something explodes, yeah, uh, Boxing Hall of Fame is probably our best bet. <laughs> alright, alright. And he kind of looks off, and then looks back to you, and is like, you got like a a way to contact you quick? Uh, if she, we ever needed it? She uh, shuffles in her, like, coat pocket she's like oh, i remember to grab it right off of the kitchen counter i can't guarantee it's not traceable but i can guarantee it's quick until the end of the month and holds out cell phone he takes it from you he inputs his own number hands it back and is like in case you need anything or you need us or we need you uh, i will make sure that he calls himself using your number hangs up hands it back to you I'll hold on to this if anything, uh, if anything happens, you got my number there. I think Smith gave you his. I don't actually remember. Turns away. As much as I'm, as much as I'm sure that that you know he can handle whatever whatever was coming after you himself. I'm gonna get back there. You know, it's only been a couple minutes, but I want to be sure that I'm there for if that thing gets big. Good idea. Uh, it might throw you off the trail. You might draw attention too. So 
it'll probably keep some heat off me for a while, which I would do be love, nice. I do, I do love drawing attention. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Good luck. Don't uh, don't get yourself killed. No promises. Well, steps back, uh, salutes. See you around, winner, and uh, z- you know transforms back into the you know orange fiery electricity star kid, and then z- z- just gone. And I think just sort of takes a moment and just stands and just sort of just goes oh, okay, okay, slapping face to get like some kind of energy because it's early in the morning. I've been flying. I was, a- and she's like, all right, all right. I've got goes through wallet, assesses money. Decides, yeah, I can probably walk through a drive-through. <laughs> Nods, and uh, and uh, she's just gonna head towards the boxing hall of fame because if nothing else, edge of town, close to the outskirts of town, where something like this might be, and you know, who knows? You know, maybe it'll be easy. As a uh, yeah, you wander. We I think fast forward a bit to you, uh, you know, wandering towards the uh, international boxing hall of fame. And yeah, I mean you're approaching this this spot as I said before. It's kind of this sort of like big, half blocky, half round kind of building. Uh, there's this you know big sign on. There's this big sign that's sort of like out front on the lawn, you know, loudly declaring that this is the International Boxing Hall of Fame. I think she just sort of just ganders for a moment as um, you know checks notepad again and just jots down name of place. Quite puts down a couple of bullet points which we'll get to later. Or maybe we won't. Who knows? And I think she just kind of goes to wander in. Just trying to keep this. If there's like a notable like group of people heading in on a tour, she just kind of blends in with them if she can. There's not a lot of people uh, right now for, uh, and I cannot stress this enough, the simple fact that it's like early as fuck. Like mega early. Like, you know, you got, you got woken up, you know, fucking at a decent, you know, at a decent time, but still in the morning. And as a result, it's like, mm, is this place even open now? Is like a true thought that you could probably have right now. It is open, but you know, it's still a real concern. Yeah. And like, it hasn't really hit like peak busy hours yet. Like not a lot of people have really shown up here. Yeah. And I think in a way that's almost preferable to me, that means I can look around without like it, you know, ups and downs. On one hand, that means the staff might actually be paying attention. But on the other hand, less people around, so I could probably just look at things in detail more. So yeah, yeah. And then as you're as you're you know wandering up to go actually you know towards the entrance and go inside, like at that exact same moment, like as the at the exact same moment that you're you know kind of looking around and and processing that okay, there's not a lot of people here. It, like you just get sideswiped like some like some somebody just like runs like hey. headlong into into your side and you hit the floor and they hit the floor too and I, and we just both and there's like the fucking kerfuffle noise like ah shit fuck oh, god damn it oh. looks up it's like i'm sorry i'm sorry um, i apologize i apologize watch where you're fucking going jesus and <laughs> goes to pull self up before as you as you start trying to pull yourself up this individual uh jumps up onto her feet and reaches out to just like fucking grab your hand and help you back up i i imagine i'm just kind of pulled along like what as as you see this you know kind of a wiry uh you know kind of a little short but not like too short uh black girl this sort of speckling of like vitiligo along the right side of her face uh you know upper right side of the face dressed in like a v- black tank top 
looking thing, uh, but like not quite. It looks like it needs to be zipped up. It's clearly a tank top, and like there's no like it's not like a jacket. Like it doesn't like when you zip it to the bottom, it doesn't like you know <laughs> separate. And then this like these like very wide sort of like the hot topic kind of pants that you you know that equally also have these weird kind of like zippers and a sort of like uh, a jean jacket over that. As uh, <laughs> you know, looking over outfit. And, uh, you know, just, and I think just kind of stays there for, like, a moment longer than she really realizes, and then just kind of pulls her hand back and just keeps walking, goes to keep walking. I also forgot to mention that she's wearing a, like, a beanie hat with, like, a pin in it. Nods. Several pins. Several. Too many pins. Sort of, like, along the, 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 like, the, like, right side of them. But, yeah, uh. Yeah, definitely a scene of, like, her just kind of being there for a moment longer than she thought she would be, and then just sort of, almost abruptly, like, she was, like, like, the on switch was flipped back on, and then she just kind of pulls her hand back and steps back. And she's just like, I'm, 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 I'm uh, real sorry. Real sorry about that. Didn't mean to, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was just trying to be first one inside. Hi, uh, my name's, and then a voice behind her uh, shouts out, Christine, uh, as this, you know, clearly, like, older, uh, like, it very much looks up to fucking like ah yes this is her older sister kind of look you know very clearly like they are related as she's approaching and is dressed dare i say normally take that for whatever you will nods uh you know i think at this point harmony is like i'm now back i'm gonna be try is trying to is trying to slowly walk into the background during, while those two interact like ah my my distraction one that bumped into you seems to be like around 16 years old and the one that the you know her sister her older sister behind her looks to be you know like in her 20s and she just like sails past this girl that you now know is named christine and like wanders straight up to you and it's just like i am so sorry about my sister I, I I apologize. I I she starts like reaching into her pockets and is just like I will uh, happily pay you now for d- d- damages so that you don't sue us later. Um, as uh, as Harmony just says, "Hey, no issue, whatever, it's fine," and just trying to back out of this conversation as quickly as she can. Uh, uh, I'm not, uh, no offense meant, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking for that one. L- digs in, pulls out wallet, and is like, uh, twenty dollars. Will that is, is will that uh, work? As uh, she's like, oh, I don't want to accept your money. And then just kind of notices an entrance fee. Look, how about holds up hands? Look, let's call it even. Just cover for me to get in, and we'll be square. She nods immediately, and then turns and looks to. Uh, Christine and looks back to you and is like, "I'll do you one better. She'll give you the tour." I'm sorry. On top of, I'll I'll pay I'll pay for you to get in, and Christine will give you the tour. Turns, isn't that right, Christine? And she says, "Right, Cheryl." And looks away. <laughs> As uh, you know, just remains silent for a little, just remains silent, like uh, every time we met someone, they've I've gotten them hurt. And as you're having this thought, uh, Cheryl wanders over to the, you know, front desk and is like, uh, and, you know, it's very clear, like, okay, now they're going to pay for pay for entrance fee for the all three of you. Christine wanders over to you uh, and is just like, so what's your name? I think she goes quiet for like a moment and just uh, set, responds with uh, Emmy. Nice to meet you. Emmy uh, holds out hand towards you and is just like. 
uh, Christine, Christine Miller. Doesn't shake hand. Says, I, I don't shake hands. Ah, I understand. Puts hand back to side. Yeah, yeah. I, I know somebody on the baseball team that I play on who is also very much like, oh, I don't like, I don't like shaking hands. I don't like germs. Uh, so I get that. I feel that. And uh, I think she just continues on, uh, you know, pulls out notepad, like just looks at it. You say you can give me the tour. Do you work here or something? Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't work here. Uh, she gestures. I, I'm just, um, you know, I'm a big fan. Uh, I've been here a lot. I think she just goes, uh, and she's like, enough to give a tour? She, uh, like, she kind of, like, squats slightly. Not not fully, but, like, you know, into, like, a boxing pose. And is just like, yep. I every time that every time that I'm getting ready for another big match for the year, I always decide to come back up here and remind myself the kind of company that I'm going to be keeping soon. And uh, she squints. You're Southpaw. Yeah, she squints. You fight too? Or are you just a, a fan of the sport? Fan of the sport. Well, hell yeah. You ever have you ever been here before, or is this your first time coming around? First time coming around. I haven't really gotten that deep into the history of it before. She grins, looking at you. As Cheryl wanders back over with, you know, some tickets. She's she, you know, you know, or you know, the entrance, whatever they are. I don't actually know what they give there. As Cheryl wanders back over with, you know, the admittance tickets or whatever, Christine immediately is like, "Oh, you're gonna love this," and uh, you know, takes her admission ticket. You have yours, and just like, you know, like gets behind you and just like starts pushing you in. Yeah. Just kind of surprised and being, again, pushed along, like, to trying to keep pace. As you're pushed inside and brought into the International Boxing Hall of Fame, you immediately see, like, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff inside of the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, stuff for you to see and stuff that, the, that Christine is already pushing you towards. And, like, there's a lot of stuff, the best way I can describe it is, like, there's a lot of, like, these, like, small displays for, like, various boxers. Like, it'll be, like, a a notable or, like, famous or, like, you know, just, like, a portrait photograph of these various boxers. And then there'll be, like, a glass case underneath, like, underneath that little spot that will have, like... You know, either some kind of, like, piece of memorabilia or, you know, multiple pieces, uh, depending on the person. Or, like, they'll be in these, like, little, you know, glass cases for people to see. The most common thing that is 100% in this place, like, no, like, the, the, like, thing that seems to be underneath every single one of these displays is that they have made these, like, bronze casts of the fists of the boxer that is, uh, you know, in question up there. And Christine just kind of starts, like moving you through uh this you know this place um and immediately you know just like starts introducing you to like random people as though she's like the best way i can describe the way that she starts talking uh about some of these folks is almost like like she's introducing you to them as though they were physically there you know and it's just like yeah uh, this is uh this is muhammad ali i'm sure that you don't need to any introduction to who he is he's he's a pretty big he's a pretty big name Re- leans over uh kind of taps uh it with her elbow the little like display as uh you know she's looking and kind of like she's looking but like oh neat but like kind of a no neat that's because she's looking for so- obviously something else but like is masking it pretty well by just asking I think she just, I think in fact she asks like, so why do they take bronze casts of their fists? Is there something about that? That part is lost on me, admittedly. As half doing it, half doing it because she genuinely wanted to wonder half so she can go over her notes. 
and write down some things because this tour was going pretty fast. Nodding. She kind of like looks off in a way for a moment. Like, hmm, how do I explain this to a, a, how do, how do I explain this to someone who doesn't know it? And it looks back uh, to you and is like, I mean, I guess, I guess the main reason for why is the same reason that you'd take a, that, that, you know, you'd make a bronze cast of like, uh, like a baseball player's cleats, you know, it's like, this is it, like, it, it isn't just a, a piece of memorabilia about like who they, about like who they were. It's also like, this is the thing that made them who they were, you know? This is the thing that made them their career, that made them, you know, get inducted here, you know? This is the part of them that made it possible for them to put food on their tables, you know? Like, it's not just a part of them. It's like, this is the part of them. As she's, like, looking, and uh, she says, you know, actually, yeah, I I think I kind of do. I think she's just, like, watching, just watches it for a moment. Those hands were everything to him. It's how they put, like you said, how they put food on the table, how they protected themselves, how they stood for something, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, you get it. She punches you in the shoulder. Ow! And they got, it's, yeah, it is strangely uh, fucking strong, <clears throat> even for, given what your gimmick is. And she immediately starts, like, pushing you, like, around some places again. And is just like, this is, uh, this is Yung Ku Chang, uh, who... Never, never fought a single amateur match. Uh, once went professional when he was seventeen. Went on an eighteen match undefeated streak. That's the kind of shit that I love to see. Rubbing shoulder. Well, with a punch like that, you're like what sixteen? One more year, you could probably give it a shot. <laughs> I know. She turns, and uh, they they got all the big names here. Points. Joe Frazier, Sugar Ray Leonard. She points. Oh, um. Oh, oh, oh uh, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure that you see this one. She pushes you over to, to one, and is like, "This is Joe Lewis, Brown Bomber. He could punch so fast that he could practically ignite the air. And then his family mastered the technique so that now they can make the air ignite when they punch." I go to, I go to school with um somebody in his family. Wow. Who who keeps talking about like oh doing like big hero stuff down in Last Light eventually. I'm uh, I'm real excited to see what he's gonna do. She looks away slightly and is like oh, I think I think he's planning on on transferring to High Rise Academy for the last two years. As Harmon as Harmony just very point blank asks like Last Light, you come here before a match and that isn't that like insert time to travel between the two cities. Bit of a drive there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't have the match the same day. You know, I I know that I know how long it takes to get out here. And it's not before every match, um, but I always, but if it's you know a day or two days before, I always try to make sure to get out here for it. You know, not and uh, she nods um, and kind of just I think kind of abruptly remembers. I think like just I think she like sees herself in a her reflection. I think she just kind of abruptly remembers why she was here and kind of goes shifts her expression. I've got something I want to ask. Uh, sure, go ahead. I'm sure she she gets back into a boxing pose and starts to punch and is like three time region youth regional champion will be able to answer any question you got about this place. What would you say has the most emotional weight here? She squints. What do you mean? What does that mean? Like snapping fingers, trying to think of a way to put it because she knows what she's trying to say, but like it's very hard to to put this. Is there something here that I don't know? Great significance, you know, shit, shit, change someone's lo- evidence, uh, like something that was left behind that 
change someone's life or something like that. Something big. Squints looking around uh, as I turn to you. Roll to assess the situation. Oh, that's right. It's a coin flip roll. Oh, no. Yeah, that feels right. That is a four, folks. Ask one anyway. I Wait, I do that to people and then they die. Ask uh, one anyway. I'm choosing carefully. I'm only going to get one. Binch. What here can I use to find what I'm looking for? All right. Crack snack. As you as you ask her this question, as you ask Christine, like, oh, you know, this inquiry of yours, she looks around, like she's, you know, puzzled for a moment, just looking around, trying to, you know, parse what could be the kind of thing that you're looking for. And she squints uh, and says, well, I mean, everything here means something to somebody and everyone, but... I mean, if there's one thing that I feel like fits what you're asking for, I, 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 I think it'd be, I, I think it'd be old Cyclone. Cyclone. And she starts wandering over towards the like a, a corner. There's a little like area in this place where there's like a ring that is there, like a boxing ring that is where like a major match took place, and a little bit in front of it, but also like kind of to the corner of it, almost like you know you'd barely see it because it's behind like a lot more various more important uh, displays is you know another one is the one that she starts walking towards and so you know just kind of like just takes it in why the name is cyclone and uh she stops in front of it and you you get to see this thing um every other one of these pictures pretty much you know there's a couple exceptions but pretty much all of them are are photographs of these boxers in their like element in their prime you know wearing uh, only their trunks and their gloves and you know doing their job or you know doing like some kind of a press circuit photograph but usually it's them in the ring doing something this picture is very distinct it is what appears to be a dude white dude like in his late 50s maybe 60s even they're like in a suit sat down on a chair holding a little title belt and looking you know at the camera as though a picture was taken specifically for this and the plaque underneath it for his name specifically reads bob Siclioni. and she just points and is like i mean that was just his nickname you know uh Siclioni's kind of a, a you know weird little italian name and then they just they just call him cyclone I think sometimes he'd, he'd do this, like, spinning punch thing to catch people off guard. I don't know how often it really worked, but he did it. As, uh, I think she's just kind of looking around and just being like, uh, so why, so why this guy then? As I continue to hang over your head the fact that you rolled a four but and remind you that that exists, she kind of gestures to the display itself, almost, li- almost like... Like, it's clear that she's trying to find the exact words how to describe this and seems to be coming up just short on it. But, like, she gestures to just the display itself. Like, look at it. Look at what's on display here. Like, actually. Yeah, and, you know, she does. I actually remember a little bit of Bob Ciclone. I've seen Fighting in the Age of Olmius and also the also Bob Emergency Part 1 and 2. As she's like... And, um... But I, but for our listeners, if I'm correct, I'm just going to ask you, because if I'm correct, Bob Ciclione showed up to every single match, lost every single one, but kept showing up. I nod slightly, but I, I, I point at you, Danny. Please, this is a fictionalized version of my man, Bob, who's not actually in the Hall of Fame, so please. 
Of course, yeah, no. And you, you, you know, look to see what's there. And you see, much like everybody else, there is a bronze cast of his fist, as is as there is with everybody. There is, uh, for him specifically, a, a title belt that's there that, you know, when you squint and actually look at it, it specifically says the Tri-State Heavyweight Championship on it. And when and then along the side, for this man specifically, they have his fight record. 14 matches, 13 losses, 1 win. And that 1 win was for this, the unified tri-state heavyweight title. He won it when he was 64 years old. 64 years old. Why would you get back in the ring after that much loss? Christine shrugs. I don't know, but he came back. Out of nowhere, he was literally nobody. The biggest nobody that you could ever imagine. And then he came back, wandered into the ring, hobbled in from, from the stories that I've seen. He, she turns, looking to you. There's no pictures of the match, you know? There's no anything. It was just supposed to be a weird little exhibition thing, I think. Well, obviously not an exhibition, she gestures, because he took the belt. But he just came in, and then he just downed the guy. In the third round, like nothing. And all that we got really about it are a bunch of newspaper clippings and this picture that they took of him after the match when he was getting ready to leave. He retired right after. He won a big pot for winning the match and winning the unified tri-state heavyweight title. And and from the only interview that he really gave after the match, he just said that he got back in the ring because he needed the money. And... He won the belt and enough money to retire peacefully. He lived off of it after that. He's only he's in here because it's just the most astounding win you've ever heard, especially in New York, Connecticut, Philadelphia, you know? New Jersey, I guess, exists. She looks off into the distance, disgusted. And I think as I think as Christine's looking off, that's when Harmony's gonna take the moment to like reach into like her jacket pocket to like tap the belt just to check on the belt like this doing anything for you and you know there's a little like scanning noise uh and the belt finally just says energy detected and she's like all right all right good 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 kind of and then behind you christine just says is that a panda no what (laughs) looking around and you see like crouched behind one of the displays and very badly at that seems to be this like (laughs) this like fucking very like like five foot five like robot panda humanoid individual um dressed uh in the kind of like jazzercise clothes that uh, you can just imagine that like she would stand up and you just hear da 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 behind her as she starts moving and there's like a bunch of the best way I can really describe it is like there's a lot of these little like uh, dice designs just kind of up and down this exercise attire and she's just kind of like creeping around the side of this display just kind of staring at you real bad like she's clearly trying to sneak but she's not good at it because her ears are massive and they have the ear pods in she holds out an arm and pushes christine back behind her get back get and in fact get uh, get yourself and your sister out of here uh, why it's just a panda i see pandas all the time in last light that's not like any panda you know i know a lot of pandas 
Is she like a friend of yours, or something? I think she's just silent and what and staring. Maybe oh, Christine looks, stares off towards this panda robot who's still staring at you, and just says, "Oh, I get it. Oh, I see it. I get it. She's sh- she's shy. She wants a tour too." She and she just walks past you and she's like, "Hi, I'm Christine. Do you want a tour?" Nope. Christine, wait. Turns back looking at you and is like, what? And she continues walking backwards towards the panda. I actually know her. And I, she steps in. We're going to talk, actually. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. She uh, turns back around and continue, she continues walking backwards, but now she's walking backwards back towards you. Stops beside you. And is like, all right, well, I'll be right here uh, so we can get the tour going after you talk with your friend. And she's like, and uh, I think she just sort of goes quiet and just let lets Christine go before turning to the panda and i think i think the first words out of her mouth is usually you attack first and the panda looks up at you because she's still like crouched on the on the ground like peeking around the corner of this thing as you as you've approached her and she looks up at you and she says what gestures to earbuds rn come on (laughs) stares up at you further what she uh kind of just frustratedly puts her uh, she like we see harmony just Pap her hands on her thighs and take a moment to think. Then just signs out, normally you attack first. <laughs> oh! And she stands back up and then she reaches up and removes the, the the earbuds seemingly because she realized, oh, I'm being signed at. That means that I have, that, that means that I can't hear what they're saying. And pulls the, the earbuds out and uh, you can just hear the music blasting in the background like like because of how loud they are in those earbuds and she stands back up and is like sorry i forgot that i had them in right now because i was busy and she uh starts like i don't really know how to describe uh the strange isometric exercise that she begins to do in front of you uh but she's just like I just got remade today, and I was very busy uh, getting used to my new workout routine. Narrows eyes. I think she. I think. She, I think she's like. I think she. I think you said there's like. A, is there a couple? I think you mentioned there's like a couple other people here, right? Besides like Christine and her sister. Uh yeah, there's like a very limited number of people. Like they're the people that you know whose job it is is to maintain this place and then there's like a, a few couple of people that have also shown up early but like this place has got you know it's it's basically a ghost town in here uh, right now as uh you know i think uh as i think she just i think she's like well if you're gonna fight there's at least eight civilians there's eight there's eight there's eight people here we can take this outside but uh, be- continues to perform isometric exercise and jazzercise type shit, and is just like, but I was just, but I was just starting to get into the groove. I'm not looking to fight anything right now. RN Panda's just looking for a good time. Blink, blink. I don't. I don't know how she knows how to react to like. Normally, these things have th- have two modes: attack and then comedy. She doesn't see them in the other one. She doesn't know what to do when they're just doing their routine, you know? <laughs> Nodding. So she always gets thrown off when it's not like they're here to, like, fight or whatever. <laughs> this includes when they're, like, being... When she they're relatively friendly to her. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they might be doing their routine, but they're also, like, weird robot monsters. She's still going, I mean. <laughs> and, uh, I... Th- I think the closest... Th- 
I think the closest thing to a move of what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to pierce the mask because I'm. she's just so... I don't have an exact plan for this. Nods. Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Pierce the mask. Roll get... to pierce mask. Squints. What's my mundane at right now? That's wild. I don't know. Yeah, no, I looked. That's wild. Again, I don't think it's the best move, but it's the one I'm doing. Wild. Oh, that's a ten. That's wild. That's three questions on the Pierce the Mask. That's three more than I expected. What do you intend to do post uh, getting into routine? Post getting into routine. Honestly, I'm trying to think of the best way to really put this. And from what you're really vibing off of her, the answer seems to either be head back or if things get uh, wild and wet out here, bring you back. I think, uh, how could I get your character to not bring me back or not try to rather because it doesn't seem to be your primary primary function right now listen i'm gonna be completely frank with you in the best way that i can the way that you can get radio knights panda to engage with you in like a moderately civil, I will not do anything to try to drag you back to Black Frost way, is alongside whatever it is that, you know, she's here to vaguely do, uh, is to engage with her in just fucking <laughs> join the routine. She loves exercising in a group. Okay, and um, now this is my last question. What do you want me to do? She wants you to do what you're here to do. Ominous. Very ominous. I think she has to, like, take a moment to remember because she's like, and I think that the monologue of it, like, Radio Knight's Panda, I remember this. She, she was discontinued for too much partying, and she is incredibly agile. Wildly enough, great for stealth given her general humanoid frame compared to the rest of them. However, assuming that she has not been updated, uh, we see her foot getting into place. We see, like, her, her other foot, like, tapping to the rhythm. She is susceptible. She is, however, susceptible to her own strict workout regimen. I begin to jazzercise with her. I have a dead serious face while I do it. <laughs> Nods. Roll to provoke for me. I want. I'm gonna spend a team for, and I'm spending a team to gain advantage on the roll. So to roll three d six, keep the two highest. Oh Jesus, that's an eleven. I've never wanted a roll to work out more than before, more than this exact one. And frame the panel for me. What does it look like? Yeah, uh, you and RN Panda engaging in jazzercise. I think it like takes a moment for me to like get into exact step, but you know, I get into it pretty quick actually. Like I think just there's like a I think there's like a pan, pan, page of like six or so panels of just her in step totally into it um and my face totally deadpan as I'm mimicking her movements. As she uh, actively is, is, you know, bouncing back and forth and uh, saying things like, reach for the stars. And as she, you know, just stretches her hands up high. It is very much for the few people who this means anything to that one scene in fucking Lupin Ranger vs. Pata Ranger where they just do aerobics but they call it karate. It's framed like it is, in fact, like some kind of 80s uh, TV special. And she is alive for this right now she randomly pulls out what seem to be these little like five pound weights and she puts them in your hands so that you can uh, do the same as what she's doing as she jogs in place and uh, you know is like just kind of pumping her arms up and down uh, with the weights in hand and I have the weights too I need to sell this I need to convince her I need to convince her that we are one 
are so you see a sound body and a sound mind <laughs> make a sound soul. And as you're uh, following along and, and doing this, uh, fucking Arn Panda uh, produces what seems to be like another set of weights and then reaches past you and hands them to someone as Christine is beside you and is just like, "So what are we doing?" I'm. She said. I, I think she responds. I'm. I'm trying. I'm in the zone right now. Ah, right. Sorry. She looks. She looks away, uh, and also continues to get very much into it. As we uh, cut it specifically to Cheryl, as she looks on from a distance, squinting at what's happening, and shakes her head, and then wanders away. Nods, and it's after like a little while, where I go, "Hey, I need to take a quick break. I need some water." And uh, Rn Pandy immediately responds with, "All right, yeah, hydrate. Make sure to do so every fifteen minutes or so." And she checks. Oh shit, uh, like, legitimately, it's like, oh shit, it's been 20. <laughs> Nods. I go to, and I go to the gift shop, and I spend, like, $10 on, like, a water bottle, and I just go to fill it by a water fountain, and then back to the plot. <laughs> because I know Christine's squint's keeping her busy. I don't know what's going on back there. Making friends? Christine's just here for the exercise. She'll take anything, you know? She's, she's very much a gym head. She's here for it. <laughs> yeah, listen, squints. I may or may not have gained... A kaijin is one of my allies today, whether I know it or not, but they're having fun and that's what matters. And uh, while they're doing that, I'm going to, because they're making enough of a spectacle at least to, I assume, draw like attention. And I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on with this. And I'm going to try and get a more thorough scan with my belt. See, it's as you uh, as you look and notice, like, okay, they're, hold- they're distracting everyone. They're holding on to the spectacle. You spot like you you spot wandering from the opposite direction as though like having slipped in through like a back door and is wandering from the opposite end a figure that i'm trying to think of a good way to of a, of a good decent way to say this but i really can't think of one so i'm just gonna say you see an individual that like for a million different reasons that i'm going to describe in a second but for a million different reasons just raises every red flag you could possibly think of for what you deal with and what you are oh no you see ahead this individual wandering towards the uh bob Ciclioni uh dedication this person is wearing this like blisteringly like bright green bodysuit and like like kind of armor on the front you know, like front and back, kind of. Uh, very, like, puffy on this seemingly, you know, jumpsuit-looking thing. With, like, these, like, sort of red accents that sort of flow sort of throughout the design itself. Like, up, like down the sides and sort of, like, lines of red across the chest of this, like, green outfit. Uh, this, you know helmet with these kind of like bug eyes in very much like a skull shape uh with this oblong sort of skull design for the helmet and most and the thing that really uh, makes you notice ah something is uh deeply in your territory this like big belt with a uh, you know with what seems to be a like orb like a big slightly spinning orb like sort of rotating along the front of the said belt and i think uh just noticing all this i think that's when um yeah that's too many yeah that's too many things especially i think it's the belt that sells it as i think that's where she stepped i think that's where i think she just kind of approaches and like meets them meets them in the not like at the in the ring but like nearby it's like that belt where'd you get that who wants to know 
and I, uh, at this point, I reach into my jacket pocket and I pull out mine and I flick it out and I click so it clicks into place. Someone who thought they had the last one. And they kind of look you up and down for a moment. And then they just kind of, like, go to push past you. Like, they just don't give a shit. I step to the side. I I don't let them. I, I, I move in their way. And they kind of, they turn, like, looking, making eye contact with you slightly uh, as you step in front of them. And, and just stare blankly with these, again, these this big bug eye on the helmet. You can't really see through anything. Like, you can't really see through the, like, weird red eyes on the helmet to, like, any face underneath. And they just keep contact like eye contact with you for a moment before just looking away again and just going you're not special for any reason step aside what's here is matching my is matching my energy signal i may not be special but i but i have a horse in this race step aside give me a reason and they kind of turn like properly turn their head fully facing you and they say very flatly i'll put you in a fucking wheelchair after i break every other bone in your spine and they start stepping towards you like pushing you uh, slightly up against the ring and just go i'll make sure that you can feel the taste of your own vertebrae i will make sure that when the second coming comes through that you are ashes at the bottom of every river on the planet. Step aside. You're not important. I think with that, um, I think she just kind of like a quick, like a jump and landing in the ring as uh, she presses the button as uh, as the bell activates and she assumes like, a, and she like kind of like begins to pose to like begin to transform. Ready. You talk a lot of big for someone who won't, who can't even give a name. And... Remember that four that you rolled earlier? I remember that four I rolled earlier. Sick. As you assume your pose and, you know, you prepare to do the thing with, you know, whatever charge uh, Starman left in your belt from last night, this individual seems to, like, reach to to their side, like, into the side of their belt and grab something and seems to hold it up. And And it's like this glowing, slightly blue, slightly kind of hazy kind of gray almost like marble and they stare up at you and quickly like faster than you than you can really like process i think you see them like move their hand and they like hit that orb and the orb kind of spins but seems to like stop and it seems to reveal this little like marble sized hole that's something supposed to be dropped into uh, like the orb from and they stare up at you as they as they quickly go and throw this marble into the belt, and then like the orb shuts to seal it inside, and the belt loudly shouts out, "Caleb," and they shout uh, up to you, "Neo Zexus, brave traveler, Neo Zexus," and holds out a hand, and these. The hazy gray, uh, you know, sort of almost holographic looking chisels, I think is the best way I can describe it, seem to like manifest uh, like around and like attach to the arms of this individual. And they throw one at you and another towards the Bob Ciclione, uh, like spot, like dedicated spot. And 
one of them just fucking hits into your belt directly and your belt just like fizzes and sparks and then does not transform when you go to henshin and the other one just shatters the glass on uh bob sicleone's you know thing and this individual who now has identified themselves as brave traveler neo's excess uh just takes off bolts towards the uh sicleone like dedicated spot yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I noticed the belt doesn't work, but I don't have a lot of time to process it. But I know how important that thing is to that kid, so I'm going to try and protect it the best I can by just tackling into the side of them. Welcome to the Ad Pages. This is a little interlude in our issue where we ask you to take a break with us as we show off some scenes happening elsewhere. Sometimes they're advertisements, sometimes they're just scenes from other stories in the big wide world of Last Light City Comics. Let's see what the pages hold for us today. We find ourselves in a world of flat colors and simple backgrounds. Shading is all cross-hatching. When you squint at the sky, it's all Day dots. The shapes of the people are simplified. Buildings and vehicles lack excess detail. The city is smaller. It is 1933. We find ourselves with a collection of bricks on the ground. Men in strangely colored suits are running towards a Detroit-made green Chevrolet Eagle. They carry pistols and Lewis sacks with dollar signs on the side. The man in the driver's seat is declaring, We gotta get out of here! Come on! The car screeches and peels out down the road. Running uselessly behind is Last Light City Police Chief Patrick McBrillen. As the car rounds the corner, Chief McBrillen hunches over to catch his breath. Dang it, he declares. They got away. No thanks to you, buddy. Oh, really, Chief? Joining the Chief on panel, a man. Tall and strong, he is dressed in black and shining silver chrome. His cape is long and yellow, connecting to the yellow shield emblazoned upon his chest, forming the simple shape of an S against the chrome. His face is pale white, but in his coloring style, more pink. His hair is short, slightly curled, and black, but with a shock of blonde that runs along the right side of his hairline. This is not just any man. This is the man from beyond Earth. I can catch them, chief, the man says. What? They're halfway across the city by now, buddy. It's over. You you seem incredible, and I saw the way you fought them, but they're long gone. They swindled the bank. Ha! You know, Chief. You've seen some incredible things today, haven't you? How do you figure, you twit? You? Well, Chief, I mean, you watched a man break through a brick wall. You saw that same man get shot and keep walking. You watched him rend metal bars with his bare hands to trap one of those robbers. I guess I did, yeah. All while the Baluka was wearing shiny tights and black underwear. Well, tell me, Chief. Do you believe that men can fly? What are you getting at? Keep your eyes open, Chief. You might just see something that changes your mind forever. The man crouches down, setting a fist against the road. And what are you supposed to be? What's gonna happen? I'll catch your robbers, Chief. And you can call me Superion. You'll be seeing me around. Superion springs up, jumping forward. In a burst, he's hundreds of feet in the air, 
leaping gracefully over the tallest building to the side. The chief declares, Holy smokes! He flew! He flew! That man, that, that's a superior! He, he's unstoppable! He's incredible! That's right, readers. Celebrate 90 years of Superion. For the first time ever, you can acquire all of the first 100 issues of Last Light Comics' flagship comic, Momentum Comics, in the Momentum Comics Omnibus, Volume 1. Now available at your local comic book shops and big book retailers. Relive the magic of Superion's first adventures and the birth of the superhero. And now, we turn the page and get back to our comic. Roll to directly engage a threat. As, uh, while you're doing so, you know, this thing has broken. There's sort of like an alarm that's going off now. Uh, it's like, you know, people are uh, moderately panicked, having a moment. You know, we cut briefly to Cheryl, who is having herself a, a, a one hell of a time. And, you know, is immediately, like, calling out to uh, you and Christine to be like, we need to go. Uh, as you are uh, running in with a 10 on that directly engaged from the look of it. Look at that. Look at us. We're doing great. What are you picking? I'm going to, let's see here, considering my options very carefully, because they're morphed, I'm not. Nods. I'm going to resist or avoid their blows, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with impress, surprise, or frighten for now. I feel like there'll be a time later for my allies to, if I can, if anybody's going to show up to help. I feel like now's not the time. I feel like right now's the time, because narratively, it was set up of, you're not special to, I'm fighting you unmorphed. <laughs> I'm at least noteworthy. All right. Tell me what it looks like. Frame frame it for me. I think um I think what it looks like is uh I go to like just like I think what it looks like is I go to tackle them and like we're not quite it, I don't quite bring them to the ground. I think they're too strong compared to me right now for me to do that, but I at least wrestle them and like off of their directed course and then like I think I'm just like sort of just moving and weaving like a, like I'm fight like I'm fighting a real fight to just avoid their hits and I'm just kind of like throwing out these like my my own responses of like these like not like big arcing like standing kicks but like enough kicks to like keep them from truly getting like a full balance against me as if i'm again i'm fighting somebody who's way beyond my weight class nods as a uh, you know there's a lot of screaming a lot of you know people the small amount of people that are in here are you know trying to clear out as neo zexes across from you like grabs these two again as described before they look like almost holographic uh, like chisels and, like, collides the two ends of them together while, you know, kind of jumping backwards to, you know, put some distance between you and them. And then just, like, turns them around as they seem to be sparking with energy and just, like, jams them into the ground. And you see just this, like, crack and this split starting to form and, like, just, like, rush towards you. Yeah, and I think, I think, and I think just immediately, I think I'm... Try to. I think I just try to like dive to the side and roll and shout like, "There's people here! What are you doing?" They are staring at you and start to just like drag these chisels along the ground. You know, making this crack just kind of like follow you, making this like gap between them getting like wider. Uh, and doesn't doesn't seem to be saying anything while they're you know redirecting the course of this uh, you know tear in the ground. But as they start fully redirecting it they just say and why should i care 
and I think uh, immediately she's like, because they're not involved in the shit we're part of. As, you know, keeps moving to, like, try and avoid cracking the ground. Our lives are based around this. Theirs aren't. Isn't that the point of why we have it? And they stop, uh, like, messing with the shit as, you know, they seem to, like, the, like, crack seems to just kind of, like, stop in its, you know, tearing through the concrete the way that it has been as it was following you. And they come to a stop, you know, moving this thing. Uh, and you see, it seems like for a moment, maybe you've got, like, a, a second to breathe. And they stare at you before just shaking their head. Weak lives do not matter in the long term for the second coming. And they just immediately, like, wrench these chisels and then pull them out of the ground, and the ground is going to just explode, like, from underneath you in a, you know, burst of concrete towards the ceiling. What do you do? I don't know what... I'm, like, trying to think, what can I do? And I'm gonna just do... I think I'm... My, the answer is, I'm gonna do whatever I can. And I'm going to try and... I'm gonna just try and go go to. I think I I think what her mind says. I'm gonna go to my belt and try to get it working again because if I'm gonna stand a chance against this, whoever this is, I need I I don't know what's here, but I need my belt if I'm gonna at least protect these people who I once again put in danger. Roll to unleash your powers. Ah, that hopeless I have coming in, coming in clutch here. I squint. I, I ask a question. Yeah? I can spend a team to have somebody help, right? I just have no control over who? Uh-huh, yeah. While you're describing it, I'm going to cash in one of those now. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> tell me what it is exactly that, it, that like, you are doing, like, to tr- trying to get this belt working uh, as this is happening. You rolled a three, by the way, but, you know, so you're still going to have to face some consequences, but uh, you are about to receive some assistance, so. Yeah, no, I just know that things aren't going to get any better quick. I can see out th- I can see the writing on the wall. Um, I think what it looks like is me just literally just looking down, like, trying to tap at its functions, going, come on, come on, come on, like, just trying to, and then, like... Because, like, I don't know if it's out of charge. I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong, like, on the spot. And, like, trying to figure out, is it a charge thing or is it a function thing? Because if it's a function thing, I need to... That's a screwdriver forcing some wires to connect. If it's charge, I have a card for that. And I'm trying to very quickly figure out what it is. And as you're, as you're doing this, you know, the ground underneath you is starting to, bec- is starting to crack, become unstable. It's threatening to just, like launch you and fire you into the goddamn ceiling and turn you into a into a fine paste and as they are pulling these chisels out you hear uh first the distant sound of somebody uh i say somebody something shouting out reach for the stars and followed closely by what seems to be uh, like one of those earbud whips but with a weight attached to it like a five pound weight attached to the end of it that strikes into this uh in, into neo's excess and you know sends out this little like rain of sparks as you then very distinctly hear as uh darin panda approaches more importantly is that that seems to have just been like a first volley uh, as immediately after that you see the the far more terrifying sight for you as Christine Miller just kind of runs in as Cheryl goes Christine what are you doing as uh, Christine just rushes in and just kind of starts punching this dude I'm all, uh, it's a shared speech bubble is the only way I can describe what, how uh, Harmony's reacting 
Yeah, 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 with Cheryl as you're both just going, Christine, what are you doing? As Christine just rushes in and just starts kind of laying punches into this dude who's very clearly, you know, they're they're caught off guard and, you know, like they've just been hit by one of the rubber suits, uh, you know, by a diabolical machine, which is, you know... Well, not necessarily, you know, a, a defeating blow is definitely enough to make them go, oh, what the... And Christine, who just does not seem to care, just kind of, like, shouts out to you, don't worry, Emmy, I've got him, I've got him, and uh, just kind of, like, like fucking keeps laying these hits into Neo-Zexus that are just, like, again, strangely functioning, strangely working, you know? And you see Christine deliver this, like, one punch that just, like, fucking hits Neozexus, like, straight in the helmet and seems to, like, you know, knock them back into the Bob Ciclione, uh, you know, uh, dedication spot. And, you know, seems to, like, just be throwing them off because, you know, regardless of who you are, getting hit in the helmet can suck, you know? And then Christine goes for, like, a follow-up punch at the exact same moment that Neozexus seems to, like, fall to the side and, like, take a knee. And she just kind of accidentally punches over him and her fist shatters through the other, like, glass uh, case that is at the Bob Ciclione spot. Her fist smashes headlong into that title belt, into that, you know, unified tri-state title belt. And I don't know know exactly what else to describe uh, for what happens next besides the fact that, like, one second you are there seeing what's happening, and then the next there is this, like, sudden, like, burst of light that seems to emit from that glass case, and you hear Christine go, "Uh uh-oh, followed closely by just this like, burst of an explosion. Like, you are, like, as though somebody has decided to drop a nuclear bomb that's made out of a Category 5 hurricane, and the ground underneath you just finishes giving way, and you just go falling uh, into this very distant fall where you land, market condition, where you land. Uh, I think it's gonna be between insecure and angry, because I had to be saved. Angry because, like, where the fuck was that guy? Nodding. I'm gonna go... My heart says angry, right? I should follow my heart? I, I can't tell you anything. Hmm. I'm gonna go guilty, actually. Yeah, I had to be saved. What kind of hero am I? Ah, hopeless and ah, guilty. I had an asterisk by that. That means I cleared it at some point. Oh, Wel- nice. Welcome back. <laughs> so, I want I want you to tell me where Harmony's at mentally as you land. Before or after my my brain my soul returns to my body. I mean, it's immediately as your soul's returning, probably. Um, I think it is. A lot of a lot of affirmations I think just in her dialogue I think it's a lot of um, this is why I don't let people help me this is why I I can't keep fucking up like this and just forcing myself to be pulled to pull myself up if I'm able to assuming I'm not like buried under anything eh, I mean, nothing that's gonna keep you down very long yeah and I just I kind of just I limp for, like, a little bit, but, like, you know, I walk it off, literally. I think just kind of co- coming in on the line of, I knew going in that this was going to be a path I walked alone. I need to commit to it. No more help. No more people getting hurt. And, uh, I'm just kind of... I think she just kind of does what she does whenever she's put in a position like this. Like, I have no idea where I am, 
but I know if I'm not standing still, I'm at, if I'm moving, I'm at least not standing still. Just kind of arbitrarily moving. When you get back up to your feet and start, you know, preparing to move in a direction, there's like a spark from your belt, and the glory driver says, Energy signature no longer masked. Energy signature detected. Energy signal no longer masked. She just kind of says to the air. And after a moment of silence, the glory driver follows up again and just says, Energy signature. 50 feet away. And, uh, I'm like, that's, our, and I think she doesn't wait. I don't think she has a snippy response. She's like, 50 feet. I begin to run. Because I don't know if, I don't know if that other guy got, I don't know if the other person got there first or not. And I don't know where Christine is, but I need to figure out what this energy signature is before things get worse somehow. Nods. And you quickly go. You know, you just start moving through. And despite the fact that, yeah, uh, 50 feet away is not that far, it takes you a moment to get through this thing because it's like, as you go wandering, you're in just this enclosed, just like black space. Like, it is just dark. And it seems like initially it's like oh it's just it's just complete like you know vanta blackness almost but as you're like approaching the spot you hit a wall and you realize it's like oh this is like a, a hallway turn and then as you like wander it's like you walk three feet and then there's another turn and you know when you hit that wall and it's like this almost like a funhouse mirror type maze uh but like far closer together and far like like more difficult to wander through as though like the entire purpose of this thing is just supposed to be to like keep people out even further than it already is i think uh just i think her head's still i think for a moment she thinks like oh my head's still spinning but like and i i think her head is actually still spinning and i don't think this helps i think she runs into the same wall a couple of times as she like combobulates herself and i think just places her hand on a wall to be like i know where this wall is no matter what, and just starts walking and looking around, like, just being vigilant, because she knows she's not alone down here. And as you're wandering, eventually, like, this weird, strange, constant, like, twisting and turning finally comes to a close and, like, stops, and you seem to step out into just this completely... Like, you can tell that it's, like, this, this like, open space that seems to be underneath this, this building for some reason. But, like, you know, you still can't see anything. Even as, even as your eyes are adjusting, there's just, like, no light down here to actually do anything. And then, as you, like, walk forward, there's you hear a very distinct sort of, like, beep sound. And the glory driver uh, says, sinking. 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 Sinking followed by a, another uh, voice that seems to like echo from somewhere else in this thing that just says glory driver detected and then you're just blasted by the spotlight from above i th i think she's i think she goes ah fuck and just covers up her eyes shields herself the best she can and as your eyes are forced to recover from the sudden burst and shine, they and slowly recover, and you're able to see there, you see sat there, like just in the center of this spot, like on a little bit of a raised platform. It's this like noticeably, you know, like slightly bigger than your average motorcycle, but it's still very clearly like a motorcycle that 
you know, has uh, what appears to be this very clear, like, designs on the front of it that, that mimic that of sort of like a, you know, like a, a dragon that is just there and and like the lights there's lights that seem to surround all all sides of this thing it's very silver uh, but the lights start flickering on and they're the same uh, color as your like visor and the ones at the front that slowly start to flicker on are the same color as your costume as your armor i think uh i think she i think what her just like I think at the moment it's not the like weight of what the belt said that hasn't really sunk in yet of like the fact that it was the glory driver specifically detected and synced to it. I don't think like the ramifications haven't crossed her brain yet because right now she's just like that is a sick motorcycle and I think she's just walking over that pedestal and like gonna if she can like climb up it. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, and I think she's just kind of like runs her hand along like the way you do like a nice motorcycle and she's like oh, look at look at you who left you who put you in a who put you in a terrible cave like this her express like I think almost for the first time since you know she was like I think this is possibly like the first time her stern look has kind of softened her a little bit as uh just sort of runs her hand like detailing's great on you you got a name as she's like, you know, checking, like, checking for like, oh, usually like motorcycles like this have like a branding or something, or like some kind of something to indicate a name, like maker model or whatever. And I think that you that you find it's like there's a lot of, um, you know, there, there's the spot that that on the front of it, the the front of it seems to have this like very distinct and like, you know, kind of wide and and. Uh, varied sort of like almost like a dashboard on the front you know properly that like has all of has various listings of like you know gauges and stuff that you would see you know like on a car not on a motorcycle um and then others that you just can't really tell but like along the bottom of that dashboard is where you actually see the like there is a name and a like little brand symbol that is near it the like symbol itself is that of the you know sort of the three interconnected snowflakes of uh, winter's r&d and the name that is like directly beside it to indicate what this thing's name is is just in all caps dragon and she notices that and she it's like ah that's why you synced up and she goes to sit in the seat when you sit in that seat the uh, belt finally just says sinking complete and the like there's these two spots that are for the headlights on the front of the motorcycle that are clearly the eyes of this dragon and they just kind of like burst to life with these like green lights that seem to just like shine forward and it lets out this like from the front uh from that like it doesn't move or anything like that but from the but very clearly from the like mouth of the face of that dragon it just like lets out this like the mighty roar this as uh, i think she <laughs> i think she like kind of just lets out this like sound of like just raw like <laughs> listen to you bet it feels good to be woken up huh <sighs> easy girl easy press press his hand on side of it as if dealing with an animal Roll to comfort and support. Yeah, that's why I didn't mark angry. <laughs> I had a feel. I had a feeling I'm gonna need it. 
I just had this gut feeling of it's either going to be Christine or someone else. All right, I'm going to spend a team to get advantage. This is important. If I fuck this up, things get bad fast. That is, uh, the, two, the two best are a 10 for that one. I'll clear the condition based on what the scene following looks like. Well, you tell me what it looks like first. Yeah, of course. I think what it is, just press, pressing hand on side, like, easy girl, easy girl, easy girl. It's all right. It's all right. Looks like we were both her prisoners at one point. I'm going to get you out of here. And there's some there's someone else down here that's, that's trapped. Kid. A kid. Can you help me with that? She, as you have designated the motorcycle, continues to just, like, let out this, you know, just angry, like, you know, ragged, just, you know, breathing noises, just... <sighs> and slowly the that noise seems to just kind of, like, trickle away, uh, go down, and it's left with this sort of, like, low humming almost purr you know like the sound of a motorcycle engine just kind of idling and you know just kind of keeping up that it's just see look i'm not here i'm not here to hurt you we're gonna get out of here we're gonna get out of here the uh, dashboard uh one of the lights on the little dashboard in front of you starts to blink just like beep 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 and i look at it and you know Instinctively, just because of you know, grew up around in the era of touch screens, goes to tap it. There's no touch screen, but yeah, uh, yeah. You you go to tap it, and you spot as you're going there that the little like that little blinking that's because it's just like a light, you know, like a windshield wiper light, you know, that kind of thing that's blinking. Yeah. And when you go to tap it, you spot there's a little thing like directly underneath it that um like lights up itself two little words that just says arrow mode. And then uh, the wheels on this motorcycle just kind of like flip inwards, you know, like uh, Mario Kart 8 gravity shift. And the uh, dragon just kind of, without you doing anything, just kind of like whoosh, just takes off and starts like zooming out upwards towards that spotlight. As I'm, as I'm, I'm just holding on at this point, you know, I, almost like I'm a horse, like just holding on and just getting ready to react to whatever's going to happen next. And then, like, that, from where that spotlight is, it's like the ceiling seems to open up. And then, like, you emerge, you know, with Dragon, just, like, flying up and above the, like, lawn of the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame. You see the front of it immediately uh, as Dragon, like, settles down the, the seemingly door, I guess, underneath you. Just, like, shuts behind you. You see that the front of the International Boxing Hall of Fame has, you know, had all of its glass blown out. There's a section of wall that seems to be missing. People are still kind of, like, wandering around in this whole place. But you are, it's impossible to miss. But you see that blistering green and you know bright red outfit of brave traveler neo's excess like wandering out kind of half stumbling out <laughs> as like you know you can see a staggering but like approaching like i'm not done with you yet looking christine miller who's still prepared to punch him as they're just like i like don't seem to be paying attention as they're holding a bronze fist cast uh and seemingly just are trying to like crack it open to get something from uh, from inside of it as uh i see that happen and i uh, and i and i kind of say i i don't i see that and i'm like dragon that's your i'm gonna guess that's your name 
All right, that's what I'm calling you. You got something precise up with that? I I gesture, I gesture and I gesture down. I don't know who that is, but they aren't up to anything good. <laughs> Another light on the front of that another light on the front of that little uh like dashboard like lights up and you see it's two simple words cannons activated wait <laughs> as uh like the nostrils of this dragon seem to just like you know d- like f- like flip open and uh it seems like it's about to fire some laser blast that way uh that is your answer it is going to fire it is up to you to make it hit yeah and i think she's like wait are you just gonna shoot and then i think the reticles come up like oh i understand now as a you know almost as if and i think i'm just going to go aim i confirm and i think she shouts miller out of the way christine looks up and squints at what she's seeing roll to directly engage a threat that's an 11 it is I'm glad. I lo- I will go to say, knock on wood. I love when RNG plays, and I love when RNG works with genre. What are you uh, selecting? Resistor avoid blows and take that bronze fist, or rather, take what he's after. I think is the more fascinating answer. Tell me what it looks like. I think it's uh, literally like this sort of like uh, the best way I can think to describe it is like the way that like there's this machine at work. There's the FTT thing that at work that like has this like there's one of the machines at work that like has this like air like handlebars and you push it forward to like make three arrows on either side like gl- like light change color to how close you are to somebody's eye with a reticle that appears and it's when they turn yellow is when like it's locked on and then she revs the engine as like as i think this if as yeah i think she i think it fires and uh you think that like a beam of and i think with like the extra focusing is where it like becomes like thin enough to like burst to like dramatically not only like burst neo zexus back but also like in the smoldering like they the i think it does i think just from dropping it the fist breaks open and i just and just swoop i think just dragon swoops in and i can reach out and just grab whatever whatever they're trying to get out of it and i'm just gonna have that in my hand to dramatically reveal he, uh, as Neo's excess gets, you know, blasted back and, you know, uh, explosions that seem to be around them rather than hitting them, as is the way, but still That's... take the full brunt of the damage and you swoop in and, and take the bronze and take that bronze cast as it, like, is already mostly broken and kind of, like, breaks the rest of the way in your hand. And what you see is it's this, like, shining like silver marble similar to the one that you had seen neo's excess uh like slot into their belt as i think i think she's just sort of looking it over and says i think she doesn't i don't think she has a snappy line and i think she just kind of holds it over to in front of her like belts like red light reader like you think you could do anything with this it kind of like beeps and you just hear scanning it's at this point that, uh, like, the sort of, like, front of the belt, like, the buckle itself, seems to, like, uh, like, it seems to, like, extend out slightly and then kind of, like, flip so that it's, like, at an angle, as though it's, like, asking you to, like, like, press the, this marble in, like, underneath it, like, just kind of put it there underneath this angled buckle. Nods, and I'm just gonna, fo- I'm just gonna do as exactly as prompted. And as you do so... Yeah. As you do so, uh, there's like this. You you qu- you quickly feel it. It's like there's this like very distinct and specific like oh like a like a orb shaped groove that is meant specifically uh, like for a marble of this size. 
nods and she's like and she i think she just i think we get a flashback panel of her being explained to like yeah there's several different items that the transformers uses cards coins and then marbles as a I think she's going to like kind of float with dragon like kind of above where I assume I, I how's Neo how's Neo Zexus doing before I do all this actually start getting back up to feet is refusing to stay down nods and I think as you know before I hit the transformation button we I know I know this genre I think she just kind of looks down and she says you said something to me lives aren't gonna be as important in the next coming you have this power and you should know one thing about it that everyone who has power should know. Ready. And if you've forgotten, I'm going to remind you. People's lives are more important than anything. And I think that's when she presses the button and shouts, Transform! Change protocol engaged. I think uh, what it looks like, especially like, because, you know, they always have slightly different ones when they're like, riders are on their, on their, on their bikes. I think it's mostly similar, except for like, it, like the body except like a ring goes out in front of the in front of dragon and goes around me goes forward to like wrap me in the to put the bodysuit around me stars appear behind and then just normally how it would go is stars would appear behind me and then put themselves in place on my legs bracers arms armor and hel and helmet forms last with the visor you start to see like forming around your shoulders this little like like holographic looking like the armor attachment of some kind that starts to like form and then you hear your belt just go ant 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 showpiece ornament reader damaged <sighs> and then it just like fizzles out and goes away and she's like ah and it, it just sort of smacks it <laughs> it does not repair it does not slapping it does not fix it it is not meat that needs to be cooked sometimes hey sometimes it works you know and she's like well, that well, that's well, that certainly takes away a bit of the theatrics. But Pat's side of dragon, I think we can remind. I think we can make something happen here. And I press another button to like engage like a finisher. Redirecting energy. Stand by for finishing move. As uh, as as I think she says, you're compatible with this belt, right? As I uh, you know, presses it as if to like transfer to a, like to a punching attack, but instead just grabs onto both of the like both of the handlebars and revs like a motorcycle to transfer all that energy into dragon. I nod. Tell me what it looks like. The finishing maneuver before I ask you to roll direct and engage. Um, see. Precise execute. Shining. As, like, we see, like, the energy, like, compound in front of the cannons, the mouth opening. As, like, just the red energy travels up dragon as we, like, hear the, like, the confirm and the blink. The headlights flash with my visor. Shining. Burst. As, uh, just... This similar burst before, but there's like a cone. There's like a ring that surrounds it, like with each, almost as if it's like a, the rendition of like a sonic boom of as it, as it bursts down towards and just with a glittering effect this time. Ready. Roll to directly engage. This will spend my last team, but I do love the narrative of it, of spending it for advantage. Do you want to? Or yeah, let's do it. Fuck, it. it's the first. Yeah. That is in fact uh, boxcars. And it's a plus two, so we are at 14. We could have been great. We could have been great. Tell me what it looks like and what you're picking with it. What I'm going with is I'm going for... I'd like to resist or avoid their blows, and I would like to... I'd like to create an opportunity for my allies. This is a finishing blow, but I feel like... I want this to be more like I'm opening the door for allies in the future, no matter what form they take, because of what I do today. 
I turn looking to you. Danny, do you ever feel like a GM's going to cheat you out of some out of out of your greatest moment? Yeah. Listen, I've played D&D before. <laughs> you fire down this beam and you see Neo's excess seem to like like is focused on this uh for the moment seemingly but then like turns those chisels kind of like are you know they're still there they never really went away and they like turn and throw those chisels to the side and they seem to catch something and they like quickly drag it back in like fucking scorpion in mortal combat and being whipped and brought uh, directly in front of your finisher to tank most of the blow so that Neo's excess doesn't get completely turbo-mega-fucked by this uh, is RN Panda. Nope. And you see RN Panda uh, take the hit and, you know, give a, a big uh, scream as Neo's excess gets, you know, launched backwards uh, by this as RN Panda, you know, just explodes and bursts. And you see Neo's excess do something fucking wild. I think is the best way to describe it. And you've got good enough eyes. You're morphed up right now, so you can you can actually see this in full detail. As Neo Zexus seems to reach into the other side of their belt as they're like flying backwards and you know go skidding along the ground and produce what seems to be or rather produces something and you can't tell immediately. And then they throw it off of the wall and uh, and then as it hits the wall uh, of the you know the international boxing hall of fame and bounces back you realize it's a super bouncy ball and it glides forward and seems to like just land like straight like you can see from a distance that like the the eye of the helmet is has broken that you have broken it open and the ball seems to like fly into the helmet seems to like hit this person's like skull and then as they and then like they quickly do like this backflip to like you know like stop rolling on the ground the way that they are and then they just bounce just like super bouncy ball drop from space type bounce and are like flying towards you you can still see one eye visible as they're approaching and you can see just like this real fucking pissed off pure rage in that eye uh, as they are flying towards you and they're flying so fast, uh, like, towards you off of this bounce that, honestly, you're not 100 if you could even shoot this thing down or, or dodge out of the way. But then, your ally uh, has a moment, uh, rather. The ally f- that appears in this moment, uh, sh- it, like, throws their head in. From behind you, you hear uh, a shout, like a scream uh, from a woman as she is approaching, seemingly. And you just hear um, this loud declaration uh, that goes, Pee! C-H-S Go! Positronic Crash! Oh my god. (laughs) Flying in from above you uh, is this individual wearing this like long uh, coat, like coat that seems to be almost like made of leather that like flays out at the edges so that it seems like it's more of a dress than it is uh, like some kind of a jacket. There's, you know, leggings and boots and long sleeves and a helmet that is very bicycle adjacent, uh, dare I describe it as a bike helmet, with these little like antennas along the top and then like a mask that seems that just covers all sections of of her face you can't make out any details but the entire outfit is this like orange with uh these like polka dot spots of uh like gold she looks very much in the design of a uh ladybug and she 
sails past you and lays a kick into Neo's excess, lands into Neo's excess and sends out the shockwave that's so much that it like makes, you know, dragon, uh, you know, flying in the air kind of like whirl and she kind of like leaps backwards and then like lands on top of like the, you know, the front of your motorcycle and and kind of like stumbles backwards like she's like, oh, oh Jesus and uh, looks back to you and is like, oh, sorry, mm, mm. Oh, thanks for being there. I was probably going to hit the ground otherwise. Uh, no, I think, uh, that's me. That's from Lee. Oh, fucking, I think, uh, just, like, Harmony's going on a face journey, but she's glad she's wearing a full face-covering helmet and responds with, No worries. Do you know, do you know them? They gave it, they gave a name. Brave Traveler Neo Zexus. Mean anything to you? And she sort of, you know, turns her head back, looking, uh, towards them and says, I know, I'm aware of the name. That's no brave traveler, though. Do they have the showpiece ornament that that they were after? I think I just sort of, even though I would have to go through mechanics to get it, I just kind of hold it out. You mean this? My belt's reader is broken. And she stares at it, squinting for a moment, like you know, tr- as though trying to figure out like exactly which, like what it is, like what which one this is, rather than like, oh, what is that strange object? She shakes her head uh, and just says, "Well." I can't use it. She holds up her hand, and you can see that, like, you you see that it's sort of like this, there's this sort of, like, golden circuitry that, like, uh, that, like, forms the, like, like, top of her right glove, uh, that all forms from seemingly this, like, singular, like, you know, ring on her uh, ring finger that's, you know, uh, goes about, like, the length of two uh, finger joints and nothing else. And she and you and you know she kind of like flashes it up and down for you and it's just like I can't slot marbles onto this thing without them falling off. So and holds out her hand. Give it to me. I'm gonna do something that if I roll poorly, that's just narrative. Harmony's gonna pierce her mask. She's you know in a mood where like, do I trust people? Do I not? It, she she helped me, but I don't know. She just doesn't want something else. Yeah, that feels right. That's a five. Hello, got, I got an advancement. Hooray. I think there's, like, a moment where I'm like, like, oh, yeah, sure, let me hand it over. But then I just hesitate. And she's, you know, staring there, waiting for a moment, and you hesitate, and she's just like, what is it? What is it? What's going on? Who are you, exactly? Point. I know you helped me, but who are you? She looks down as she sees Neo's excess starting to get back up, and she seems to, like, she also seems to go on a face journey, but uh, is happy that her fucking mask is full face covering, both both of the masks that form her full mask. She, uh, like, stands up on top of uh, Dragon, like, just, like, you know, posing one uh, fucking, like, foot up against the, like, you know, sort of, like, front uh, wheel guard, and the other, like, sort of standing on top of the... Uh, and the other foot just like planted on top of the handlebars and she performs a pose you know just like the one fist there the other one uh you know in front of her almost like she's you know guarding her chest and she just says positronic crash humanoid sprint as i mentally run that name through my like mental database of someone who's like okay of who's who's tried to look into does that name grog to me at all who the fuck is this fair enough and she's like, how do you know this is Neo's Exus? Huh? Kind of, yeah, he just goes back to, like, gripping it. And she turns down, like, looking towards you. You know, kind of like, she's keeping her balance very well. That needs to be stated. Uh, and kind of, like, squats down slightly towards you. Because they've been trying to track down all sorts of gestures, showpiece ornaments, and other Transforce devices. 
and I'm one of the only people out here that can stop them right now. Gestures. Uh, you know, uh, she seems to smile a little bit, seems to, like, refine her confidence in this moment, and is just like, I'm, I, I am, after all, the, I, I guess, hand-me-down apprentice of both Brave Traveler Hexide and the Masked Rider. I think I just go abruptly silent. And right now, she says, as you as you stay silent, right now, there's no wielders of light, there's no masked rider, and the current brave traveler is definitely not here. So right now, I need you to, and then like you feel uh, dragon just get like hit from underneath as uh, suddenly Neozexus has like bounced up once once again while the two of you were conversing and has like grabbed hold of dragon uh and like sort of climbs up and you see one one hand is just kind of like gripping the metal of dragon and the other one is you know just like reach like reaching up you see first i think the like helmet emerge you know half busted and cracked along one side and you can see uh through you can see this like there's like a like a Mostly it seems like there's almost this, like, hooded gray, like, face mask underneath that just, like, you know, the shadows are blocking out any other defining features. Uh, you can barely, like, you can barely even make out that there's really a face under there, really. But then also you see that, like, that green seems to, like, shimmer, like, shing, shing, and they seem to take on the form of, like, they seem to take on the form of, like, the same metal that a dragon is made of for a moment and then they just like kind of reach forward and like with one big punching swing just like hit you and uh positronic crash humanoid sprint uh and you know send you both off of dragon dragon quickly like does like a barrel roll to like throw neozexus off but regardless has to like swoop down to go and try to get you which a dragon successfully grabs you positronic crash humanoid sprint continues falling i'd like to try and grab i'd like to try and grab her ankle roll to defend all right I felt that, like, I, I, it's not what happened, but I felt that snake eyes, you know? I felt like no, my, oh no, this is gonna be my Gwen Stacy, isn't it? Fucking first episode, minutes in, Gwen Stacy happens. This is a boxcars, by the way, people. This is a two sixes. Yeah, I know, but you have to understand what I felt in my soul, you know? He altogether a 13. You get to pick something good and you save her. Tell me what it looks like and what you're picking. I'll, like, throw a team into the pool. You you managed to grab Positronic Crash Humanoid Sprint by the ankle and are holding on to her. Uh, and she's, you know, dangling there and then, like, quickly starts, like, trying to, like, pull herself back up, you know, now that you're holding on to her for an amount of leverage uh, so that she can grab onto Dragon, which eventually I think she does, just kind of, like, grabbing onto the side and just kind of, like, hanging there for a moment. And she's just, she's just kind of breathing, just like... <sighs> Oh god, man! Oh god, god, jeez! You say they're after you say they're after things relating to the Transforce, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. You from here? I'm from Last Light. Okay, good. And I just rev engine. Dragons start flying. Dragon does not start to fly. Dragon seems to just stays focused on something else, like turns, if, uh, like focusing towards something else. And I look because I'm like, oh, I, because like. I had. I will tell you where her head was. Like, oh, if, well, if, we, if we leave, they might just chase us, and we'll be out of the city. But looks, as I assume, just in the background, uh, Positronic is just like getting steady. 
and uh, I think we see uh, you know a, a series of panels. One that is fo- that is focused on Neo's excess as they are you know land on the ground and are starting to move away quickly, like starting to as- abscond from this scene. And we zoom in on their hand as we see that in the like fray after hitting you and uh, Positronic Crash Humanoid Sprint. They had claimed that showpiece ornament that you had, you know, taken from them and are they're trying to escape now. And then the other side, we see the leftover remains of RN Panda uh, shimmer, shimmer, glow red, and then burst with that, uh, you know, charge force trans energy as what Dragon was focusing on is RN Panda getting big. And RN Panda looks around uh, at everything and because it's her default, immediately is like... Wow, this dance mat looks great, and uh, proceeds to start to dance, but in the vague direction of the town. I think she, I think just Harmony says, "Shit!" Turns to Positonic Crash. I can handle this. Gestures, points at the direction um, Neo Zexus is going. You're the you're the apprentice to the masked rider. Uh huh. Congratulations, you just met the next one. Go. All right. And she kind of like uh, gets into almost like a, a runner's pose as much as she can and makes sure that her feet are both planted up against Dragon. Uh, and it's just like, it like turns to look at you only to make sure that she says this. And it's just like, Zexus is known for getting away fast. And I'm and if I'm going to try to keep up with them, I don't know when I'll see you again because I don't know when I'm going to be able to finish this chase. But I'll see you when I see you. And... Then, uh, before letting you finish, because time is of the essence, uh, she just loudly declares, Humanoid Sprint! And, like, just, like, jumps off of Dragon, using Dragon as a springboard, and just, like, whoosh, like, leaves behind that, uh, another, like, burst of energy. You are now a little bit closer up to that, like, shockwave that she leaves behind that kind of pushes Dragon a little bit, uh, like, in the direction that she was, that her feet push you, and you can see that there are, like, golden sparkles in and around that shockwave as she goes chasing after Neozexus, who is absconding into the New York State woods. I take note of this uh, for later, as um, I pet, as she pets Dragon's side and she says, that one's name is Arn Panda and we need to stop her from hurting the town. If I'm correct, you can help me with that. And there's a moment of, of you know, that, that humming, you know, engine noises from Dragon before uh, she says the first word that you've actually heard her say, pray, and then starts zooming towards Arn Panda. And I and I'm beginning to and I and I, and uh, harmony begins to tap some but tap buttons on belt to like charge energy. And as you're doing so, Arn Panda turns, spotting you approaching, uh, and is just like, "Wow, you look so you look so good in that outfit. Is that your new exercise gear?" Yeah, it sure is. Come on, join up with me. I'm here. I'm ready to dance all day and night. She shakes her head. Sorry, Knights, not right now. This dance floor's this dance floor is not the right size. And like hops up to standing. Well then I guess I'll just have to make it bigger. And she reaches for her tank top and produces what seem to be two very large D6 blocks and goes to throw them as you know she's about to unleash the dice bombs. As uh she's as she charges up energy. I hate to do this after all. And like energy travels up my sword. You're one of you're one of my favorites. Oh. Precise execute! 
Huh? As uh, I cha I channel energy between a dragon as uh, the as uh, the the arrow mo arrow lights up. As a uh, points sword forward, destroyer lance. I would be a fool to even ask you to roll to destroy a large monster with your mech for the first time. This is a special occasion, so please tell me what it looks like. The full attack as you d decimate RN Panda. I think what I think what it is is that like I point the sword forward and it, and like the blade extends and like the energy projects forward into like a conical shape around around a dragon as just as like speed and thrusters activate more like the tires like go from like being like Mario Kart to pointing raw backwards as uh, there's this moment where like we just turn into raw light and then the next panels is this we turn the page and it's just huge dramatically lit and full page spread of this dragon arcing through Arn Panda like a arrow shot through the night and Arn Panda starts stumbling and you hear her say dance all night and party every day as she explodes uh, into her pieces and the end becomes you know the sparkles and explosions in the air as everything goes silent on the scene now uh, Harmony does in fact catch like a piece of shrapnel that like explodes somewhere and she just kind of flicks her arm as she like catches it because she stops it while it's like moving very fast and she kind of looks at it and she says that wasn't a bit you are one of my favorites and just floating in the air with that just quiet energy for a moment and everything stays silent there's no sign of like positronic crash humanoid sprint or uh, neo's excess down there there is uh, just you know continued silence Followed closely by the expected sound, I think, of the glory driver uh, declaring, Charge depleted. Transformation deactivating. Mm. Flash happens and you're back to being Harmony sitting on top of your motorcycle. Yeah, I shove the, like, I shove it back into bag and I pat the side of Dragon. You got a little bit of gas left in you? She roars back at you. As a Rev's engine then. We got a destination then. A little thing kind of pops up on the side of, like, the dashboard at this moment. This almost, like, radar scanner. And it continues to do this, like, you know, loop for a moment. As though it's, like, trying to get your attention. Before, after a moment on the edge of it. Much like the dragon radar in uh, Dragon Ball. Like, this particular, like, blinking light appears. And uh, the glory driver, synced to dragon now, just says, Energy signature detected. Sounds like you've got a destination in mind. All right, Pat's side. You are the one locked in a cave, not me. And uh, you know, Rev's engine turns, like puts foot down to help Axel motorcycle, even though that would break my foot in real life or a comic book. Let's go to yours first. Just gonna ignore the International Boxing Hall of Fame, Christina Chero. Yeah, fucking, I've ruined their life enough. I gotta leave. I gotta leave them. You think I can talk to them? I ruined their life. No, that's yeah, that's fair. I think I am going to land. Because, you know, at that point, may as well. And Dragon gives this, like, roar, and the engine sounds revved with the intent to, like, you know, get you going. And, uh, revs engine and, uh, presses on gas. We're going. Pull goggles down. Nods. And you head off. I think we linger on that shot of you zooming down the road, down the highway, with, you know, the blinking light of the 
little radar scanner that's on the side of that dashboard, but also, you know, just off in the distance, but, you know, slightly in the in a different direction, only slightly. We see that continued blinking light uh, that's, that rotates, that seems to be from the lighthouse at uh, Last Light City. As we sort of zoom back uh, and leave you for the moment, we want, we wander our way, you know, maybe like, an hour later, uh, as we find ourselves back at the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame, as there's like an ambulance there and like EMTs checking on people who don't seem to be too hurt. There's Christine who's got some cuts and like bruises, but otherwise seems uh, fine. And you know Cheryl uh, leans over her and is just like, "Christine, come on, I can. We can just. I can just call mom and we can just cancel that match." And Christine says, "I'm fine." I mean it. I know that you don't believe me, but, like, I feel fine. There's no, like, yeah, like, I need a couple of bandages, but, I mean, it's nothing that's going to stop me from fighting. And Cheryl's like, you were you were caught in the middle of an explosion. And Christine says, yeah, and I feel great. And Cheryl, like, turns away from her and is like, I, I, that doesn't make any sense. And Christine stands and says, nothing makes any sense. Ever. That's That's half the reason we live in the city we live in. And as she says this, we focus in on her face, and there's this, like, brief, uh, like, shine in her eyes of a very distinct silver energy. We cut, like, an hour later or so, we find ourselves also back at the Black Frost headquarters as we see a reassembled Aran Panda is there and seemingly has finished giving that information uh whatever it is that it is that she was sent to actually go and find back to serenade and she shakes her head and says things are escalating a lot faster than i thought they would have far faster than i could have imagined and professor y looks up to her and says what should we do miss zero what's our next plan and serenade shakes her head i don't know yet Situations are getting out of hand, clearly. First things first, we're going to have to make sure that Harmony comes back with a glory driver and quickly. Do we know where she's going now? And Professor Y kind of shakes her head. No, but we have been picking up more energy signatures. Potentially, now that we know that she's accessed Dragon and she's capable of actually using it properly. As properly as she can, I suppose. We must follow at least one of those energy signatures. And Serenade shakes her head and just says, Send worldwide. Make sure that she comes back today. And that's our issue. Fuck! Thank you for listening to Last Light City Comics. This episode was played using a slightly modified version of Masks A New Generation, published by Magpie Games. This episode is uh, GM'd by Justin, a.k.a. Hyper, who can be found on Twitter at Radio Air Hyper. Harmony Winters, a.k.a. Ryder, is played by Danny Hart, who can be found on Twitter at Batty Danny. That's B-A-T-T-I-D-A-N-N-I, and at her website, battydanny.weebly.com. 
The voice of the glory driver is Sarah, who can be found making stuff with Flying Goose Studios at FGS underscore audio. The debuting voice of the Mega Accentuator is Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts Ent. That's Phantom Arts E-N-T, all one word. The Rider Unlimited theme was made by me. Music for this episode was provided by Piss Hydrants Forever. You can follow the show on Twitter at LastLightPod, and feel free to leave a review and tell your friends. You can find the comic Danny and I make together on Twitter at PaperStarsComic. Special thanks go out to The Observer 138. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may the Force fight for you, and may the power preserve you.